Well, hello, everybody, and uh, welcome back to me. Hello, Ricky. How you doing, sir? <laughs> What's up? What's going on? Uh, same old shit, you know? Uh, just driving around. I was listening to uh, the Jeff Merrick show, and um, it was a wild ride. He opened the show by comparing uh, Tony D'Angelo's comments after he got uh, thrown out of the game for the spear on Corey Perry's uh, testicles. Um, his explanation for it post-game, uh, Jeff Merrick said it sounded like Tucker Carlson uh, <laughs> talking about January 6th. I was kind of surprised to hear about that, uh, hear that from, from Jeff Merrick, but uh, he's not wrong. And I, I, you know what? Tony's probably flattered. And <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, actually, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about today, but and, and the Flyers is on that list, so I just have to ask... <laughs> What is going on with that team um, where they, they felt the need to add Brendan Lemieux to the team at the trade deadline? And, and why do they have Tony D'Angelo? I, I, I just, I honestly, I they, don't like the Flyers, but I kind of feel bad for their fans. They have no direction. Fletcher's a dumbass in every sense of the word. Like, from... Trading for, <clears throat> I mean, well, signing um, D'Angelo, obviously, for, you know, a decent contract um, to, you know, not going after Gaudreau, who basically made it known he wanted to go there. And now whether he did or not, who knows, because he's a lying sack of shit. But, <laughs> you know, who knows if he actually wanted to go there or not. But then <clears throat> doubling down and, and trading for Ristolainen and then signing him to a $5 million deal through 2027 at the age of 28, and he stinks on ice. Like, I, I just don't know what they're doing. Like, I, there's no direction. I mean, you have Van Riemsdyk making $7 million a year, and his contract's up at the end of the year, and you don't trade him at the deadline, just going to let his contract expire? You get nothing? Like, not even a fourth, fifth-round pick? Nothing? That's so just, like, malpractice. My my question on that, you know, of course, I'm sitting there at the deadline saying, how the hell do they not trade him? But with the way the league is and, and the fact that they would have needed a third team or had to retain 50 percent, like I'm wondering who was even asking for for James Van Riemsdyk um, with the kind of money he's making. I mean, he's got nine goals in 43 games this year. Um, I don't I don't think anybody actually wanted him. And. It's been an organizational failure by them for several years now for the contracts that they they hand out. I mean, Provorov is his contract's terrible. Van Riemsdyk as well. Um, even when they gave Kevin Hayes all that money, it was a little perplexing. So they they can't even rebuild yet because they've got to work through the shit that they have. Yep. And, um, well, I mean, the Flyers have let's say three point two million dollars in cap space. So they could have eaten fifty percent of that contract and just gotten something for him. I don't um, even know how their cap space works with all the guys I'm very that they curious. Have. I'm super curious to know what happened with Detroit, because according to certain people that was a done deal and then all of a sudden it wasn't. So I'm curious as to what happened there. The only thing Elliot Friedman said was that another team had to do something in conjunction with this deal and that fell through. 
like the Flyers portion and the Detroit portion was hammered down, but there was a third team that had to do something else that, that you know, and of course I'm sure he knows exactly what it is, but he's not going to say. Um, but yeah, I, right. I mean, I'm, I'm not like surprised. D'Angelo, yeah, D'Angelo was defending him, but like, why wait till the last minute to get, the, I mean, you had, how long did they have to make that trade? Like, it's not something they had to work on on deadline day. No, no, and they've gone through the embarrassment of getting blown out by the devil 7 nothing, having Ranger fans invade uh, Wells Fargo Center, which just doesn't happen down there, you know? Like, that's one of the buildings that away fans just don't uh, show up like that, and that's, you know, one of the first times I've ever seen that down there, which was, I wish it was somebody other than Ranger fans, because, uh, you know, I hate them, but it's kind of funny. Devils did a pretty good job, Devils fans did a pretty good job when we went down there. Yeah, and Devils fans did a really good job in the Garden in, in December when I was there too. Um, even um, in in Arizona and Vegas, like they're maybe I'm just noticing it more, but the Devil, Devils fans are really traveling well. I noticed it ten years ago when when the Devils were making it to the finals, and a little bit in 2018. But I think the way the fan base works, because you know, I mean, New Jersey's famously a state that everybody moves out of if they can. Right. And so, yeah, the Devils have fans all over the country. And, and I feel like it's kind of like when the team sucks like they have for, for so long, like no one, nobody's going to go out of their way to, to travel to see yeah. them play. But, That's probably true. Um, but anyway, so let's go to the most current events before I, I, I really just wanted to take a, a steamy hot dump on the Rangers. And I, I'm going to oh, do please. that in a little bit. Please go, go for it. Yeah, well, we'll get there. Let's go to the current events first. I mean, I was at the, the Devils-Leafs game last night. A lot of Leafs fans at the Rock, which I'm not surprised. They travel very well. Um, but be- besides the Rangers, I would say the number two team that I don't want to lose to is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I'd agree with that. that. Like I texted you this morning, I that loss last night bothered me more than any other loss this season. For sure. And and when they were up 15-2 with shots in the first period, I, I said to Jamie, I'm like, the Leafs are going to score first. Like, we've seen this movie play out 20 times this year um, where they dominate and they can't. And to be fair to them, Samsonov was, was great. I mean, he had an amazing first period. And if it wasn't for, for them, I mean, the game, or for him, the game would have been lopsided. But um, so let's go through it. Um, and I, and let's go right to I, I think the hot topic right now is Vitek Vanacek and yeah, let's go let's go through my entire Twitter timeline from today and last night. Yeah, you were definitely having Jesus a rough morning on Twitter. Um, so yeah, apparently you can't criticize Vanacek. Well, I mean, it's oh. also it's also people don't know how to have a, a rational discussion because I'm probably going to land in the middle here, where I'm not going to blame him for last night. But I will fully admit he's struggling. He's not making the saves that he was making in November uh, and January. But I think it's also in conjunction with Marino, Siegenthaler, Graves not playing as well defensively as they were. And, I mean, just to go through it quickly last night, there were two goals where there was a pass thrown right through the crease. Like, where's the defense? And then the last goal, if your defense lets Austin Matthews corral a puck between the, the circles no goalie stopping it like well you, you have well, to slow that shit down just to see the puck go in he's got the best wrist shot in the league right so the first goal you're talking about tatar came back on a rush and just decided he didn't feel like playing the guy that was right in front of the net just literally stood there 
and covered nobody. Yep. Um, the other one, I want to say it was a combination of players. He sure um, Meyer. He sure Meyer. I think were both yeah. the ones that were kind of standing there. Um, yeah, he sure bobbled the puck at the blue line. Marner picked it up and kind of just ran right through Timo. Yeah, he's he's struggling a little bit on the defensive end, but again, it's it, yeah. it'll come. Yeah. It's just, it's a new system. I'm not defensively. I'm not worried about it as long as we're producing offense. Um, and the thing about Vanacek, so I don't I don't even care if he gives up four goals a game. It's when the goals happen and and how the goals happen that matter. So earlier in the year, he was making those, you know, the fancy stats, saves above whatever the hell. Yeah. You goals know, he was making saves above. Yeah. Right. He's making that stop on on Matthews. <clears throat> I know I'm not saying Matthews isn't a great player. I'm not. But in a tie game in that situation with four minutes left, he's making that save earlier in the season. And right now he's not. And I don't know if you I know you're at the game, so I don't know how much of you can see or not. But at least two or three times last night, there were long shots from the from the point where he didn't know where the puck was after he saved it. Like he's he's fighting the puck big the time. Devils the Devils have three goalies <clears throat> that can't control a rebound right now. Right, and well, Schmidt Schmidt's actually the best of the three, and I was really hoping they'd play him last night and give Vitek the night off and let him play against Washington. But you know, now I, I think the hole's a little deeper, and I don't know. What we're gonna um, do. I, I'm hoping Schmid plays well. Well, I'll tell you this. So my my opinion on this is that VTech is the number one goalie, and if you know, unless something crazy happens, they are fully intending on VTech starting game one of the playoffs. So I think as the third best team in the league, we're not fighting for a playoff spot. Um, I think you let them work through it, and I think. You make that decision. I, I think maybe you go like two games VTech, one Schmied down the line, and like what happens with Marc Andre Fleury every year when he gets to the playoffs. If he blows it in game one, then you got to put Schmied in. But you know, I, I think he deserves the chance to work through it, and I think the team gets some of the onus for their defensive lapses and breakdowns. And yeah, I mean, I think the main goal you and I are going to um, disagree about is Matthews. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely fair to say that he would have stopped that a couple months ago but i also think it's fair to say that like what defense is going to let a player like that have that clean shot standing right in front of the net like just it was oh, an entire breakdown by everybody yeah. it happened um, all night long it's been happening we've been getting yeah. away with it we've been scoring five goals a night seven goals a night i mean we scored what uh 14 and 3 21 and 5 26 goals in four games before yep. last night I mean, it doesn't matter who's playing goalie at that point when you score 26 goals in four games. And yeah, we still I mean, lost one of those games. Yeah, it it becomes a problem when you get to the playoffs. Um, right. Teams can't really outscore their problems in the playoffs. Um, but and I think the other alarming thing, maybe not alarming, but just disappointing, is that the top six has stopped producing at the level they should be. The third line is, is amazing right now. Um and, and I tweeted it. I tweeted this also. That's what pissed me off last night was Lindy with his line shuffler. Like the Hughes Meyer Brat line was going. They were cooking, and the Heisher line wasn't doing much. But that line, if you keep them going, they're going to get you a goal. And instead, he tried to balance out the lines. Then you had two lines not doing anything. I I don't understand 
you acquire a guy who's only had one actual practice with the team, I think, and you put him on a line. And in game two, while you're trying to acquire chemistry between three guys, like after one period, you're you're like, okay, now play on this line with guys you've never played with before. Um, yeah, sure, he's played with he sure in international competition, but you know that I don't understand that. And yeah, but you went from having one one line that was dominating. That line was dominating. Yep. To then having two lines doing nothing. And your fourth line getting caved in by, for God knows what reason, having them against the Marner line. And your third line's playing well. Yeah. And, and look, they hung with a very good Leafs team. Um, I, th- I thought the Devils were the better team last night. But the stuff that we're talking about, the defensive lapses, uh, not getting saves... And one thing that has been frustrating me a lot lately is Jack and Brat not playing defense. Like I, I keep seeing them You're going into say it. <laughs> yeah, I keep seeing them going into board battles. Like, or they see the pucks on the boards and they just head the other way, hoping that their defender gets it and throws it up to the ice. To them they have to come back and contribute. So my thing is, if you see a team like Toronto in the playoffs who has a Matthews who's not playing like shit because he's been playing poorly lately and you have a healthy Tavares and O'Reilly and you play like you did last night, you're out in five games. Um, Yeah, Jack Jack looks legitimately disinterested in playing defense. Yep. Like, gliding back, like, he looks like he is disinterested in playing defense. I love Jack. I'm not going to sit here and say he's the reason we lost. He partially is the reason we lost. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, he sucks. He hasn't been the same player since he came back from the injury, and God knows what the injury was. Um, But he's still making chances. He had chances last night. He didn't put any of them away, but he still had chances. But we got to tighten up in the the D zone. Like, you cannot be gliding back and not picking up your player. Brett, you know, I tweeted about Brett last night, and that, you know, all the Brett fans got up and, like, you want $9.5 million a year? You You got the game on your stick on a breakaway score. Yeah. I don't want to hear the excuses. I don't oh you're not a hockey I don't give a shit. I'm not a hockey player. I'm not in the NHL. I don't get paid nine million dollars a year to score that goal. That ends the game right there. You score that goal, game's over. Mm-hmm. Instead, they go down and score almost immediately, and then we lose the game. Again, yeah. not his fault. I'm not gonna blame him for it was a comedy of errors from the whole team. But if you're sitting here fighting over a contract and you want nine, nine and a half, ten million dollars a year, you better damn well prove it. And he's not. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things I want to get to is, is the Brad situation. So, look, I'm not worried. I'm frustrated because it was a winnable game against a good team last night, and now we have to hear about how goddamn good the Leafs are uh, from everybody. Um, but I'm not worried. Look, they've got 20 games left to, or 19 games left at this point to for Jack to find his game. We've seen this year how he can play. Brat to find his earlier season game. Meyer to fit in with the team. I think we're going to be fine. Um, but so Jesper Bratt now we've been hearing for a week or two that there's contract negotiations going on, at least by one side, like Tom Fitzgerald had said they've been talking. And then the last was he submitted an offer. He said he put something on their plate and he's waiting for a response. And again, nothing. And like, I kind of was joking about it earlier to somebody saying that, Brat's agent's kind of acting like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, where he just walks out of the gas station. He's <laughs> like, oh, big gulps, huh? Well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> um, 
like that there's no response from them and i'm wondering if they have like an internal number that's like if if that's not on the offer we're not talking um and and again like the agent's apparently hard to work with or that he's a tough negotiator i don't care because at the end of the day it's up to jesper bratt to say get this done i don't want to worry about this anymore um and i just wonder what you do as an RFA if you go into the draft and you don't don't have this guy signed yet. You trade him. Mm-hmm. You got him. Well, I, that's how that's many messy more times, too. How many more times are we going to negotiate with the guy? Well, look, that's how many messy more too. Times? Look, look what I mean. Sharks fans are upset at what they got for Timo Meyer. Would you be? And, and I think Timo Meyer, frankly, is is worth more than Brad at this time because he has a longer track record of of success or having, you know, being a good hockey player, Brad had one great season. Now he's on to season number two. What could we get for him as a trade? And what would a team give up for him knowing what they're in for with the contract negotiations? I think, Um, I think he's, he'd be more desirable because of not having that $10 million, um, you know, what is uh, the, um, the qualifying offer, qualifying offer, right? That $10 million qualifying offer made it hard for anybody. Um, but he, what is he at five? I think it's five and a half, something like that. Um, that's honestly... more tolerable, and teams can fit that. Teams can fit. That. I mean, you sure you're gonna have to sign him for more, but I mean, I think it's a it's a more attractive contract, I guess per se, for somebody um, than ten million dollars. I honestly think TMO signs first. I think he's gonna sign an eight year deal at uh, eight eight to nine million dollar number, and then we're still gonna be sitting on our hands with Brad. That's honestly how I think it's going to go. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. And it sucks and I don't like it. And you know, he could be the, the last piece of the puzzle getting Brad signed long-term. You could have a eight years, eight years, solid eight year run of, of good contending teams. But listen, you can't make a, you can't make a guy be here if he doesn't want to be here. You know, you can say, you know, Oh, it's this, that, the other thing, but you know, how many more contract negotiations can you negotiations? Can you go into giving the team a hard time before it becomes this guy doesn't want to fucking be here. Yeah. And I have no reason to think he doesn't want to be here. It's not like he's from, you know, he's born and raised in Denver and wants to go play home or, or somewhere in Canada. He's Swedish. He was drafted in the sixth round by the devils. He's been here for, for his whole career. Um, he's on a team that's just entering a, what's going to be like a, a freaking 10 year cup window. There's no reason to not want to be here. Um, and again, like this rumor or the talk going around that like no, they don't want to pay anybody over Jack Hughes, that's bullshit. Look what they paid Hamilton. They were obviously offering Gaudreau way more than what Jack's making to get him here. Um, yeah, so that's bullshit too. Um, plus, Jack signed a deal. Jack's worth way more than what he signed today. So you're not going to hold the entire team and the future of the team to a standard of a contract that was signed a year and a half ago at a lower number. Um, so I, I, it's annoying at this point, but I mean, we've talked about it so much. I, I just, I honestly thought he was going to sign on January 1st. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, th- there's a point too, where you overplay your hand, where Mercer's starting to really come and become a top six guy. Where, you know, we still have Holtz. You never know, you know, what's going to happen with Holtz next year. Maybe he comes into camp and he he looks like fucking Alexander Ovechkin. You never know. 
And if that happens, then you know what? See you later, just Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, sign him to another, whatever, one-year deal. I, I don't care. Like, you know, I just, I don't want to do this all summer again and be left standing with our dick in our hand. No, and and I don't think Fitz is going to let that happen. I don't, I don't think he's going to let Jasper sign one-year deals until he hits free agency, you know, like... And and as soon as you started saying that, I immediately thought of what you were going to say. Like, what if Holtz shows up in camp and finally makes that next step? Then suddenly, I mean, you got another top six forward and Brat becomes expendable. I mean, he's got great talent. He's got some flaws in this game. You're not going to just brush aside a player that's going to score over 70 points a year. But um, it's also you have everybody else buying in. Um Jack and Nico took team-friendly deals. Siegenthaler took team-friendly deals. Um, and if, if Brad's going to... You heard what but, Fitz said. Team guys going to have to want to be here. They're going to have to figure out what they want to do. And I think he was specifically talking about guys like Graves, yep. um, who Graves could probably get five and a half in free agency, and he'll have to probably take four and a quarter to stay here. Um yeah, Severson's extremely expendable. We know how badly he wants to stay here. He's going to have to think about that. Um, and Brad, too, because you got to pick fit all these guys under the cap that suddenly might not be going up anymore um, because two broadcast partners are, are shit in the bed and the league's going to lose a lot of money. Um, Bally and AT&T are getting out of the regional sports game. Yeah, so. listen, I hope, I hope in the end it gets done and we don't have to worry about this. I'm just tired of talking about it. I'm tired of worrying about it. They're finally in the playoffs for all intents and purposes. Shouldn't be worrying about Jesper Brett's contract, but here we are again. You're right. No, you're right. Um, it's one of the many things that makes me miss the days of Lou, you know? Um, mm-hmm. If Lou was here, we would have never known how close we got to signing Gaudreau um, or Kachuk, or if Meyer said- did go to Carolina like we all thought he was going to. Then <laughs> yeah, I said it last week with Vito. I said, you know... Maybe, you know, we've been giving Fitz shit all this time, but who's to say that back when Lou was GM, the same exact shit was happening. We just didn't hear about it. Maybe he was trying to get all these big name friends and he almost had a deal done and didn't get it done, but we didn't hear about it. So, you know, I, Fitz has a free pass for me for, for quite a while after. Oh, yeah. Trade off for Timo. Um, he, you know, but again, yeah, like I said, you know, you never know. Like, it could have been the same exact thing happening for the past decade with... With Lou, you just never know. But now you hear about it because of social media, and you know everyone's got to be an insider. So, but now you hear about it more. Well, and Fitz is such an open and honest guy. I mean, uh, talking about Marino recently, he he talked about how he tried to get Marino last year, um, and Hextall wasn't ready to to pull the trigger yet. And then he talked about how he had a conversation with with Greer about Timo. Like I think it was over the draft or over the summer or something. Like, you know. It's not like uh, Fitz called the Sharks for the first time a month ago and was like, hey, what about Timo? Like, could you imagine how we would have reacted knowing, like, <laughs> in August that Fitz was trying to get Timo Meyer? <laughs> like, and, and he was. So, this guy, I have a lot of confidence in, in the way he's built this team. And I have no complaints. Um, I just, I, I listened to him talk, and maybe it's just because he pulled this trade off, but. I just feel like he has a plan. Like, I really do feel like he has a plan and he's sticking to the plan and he knows what he wants the team to look like. And there's nothing that anybody is going to say to make him change his mind. 
I mean, he was but, able to acquire Timo Meyer with giving up one nothing. valuable prospect so, who is in Russia right now, and you never know what's going to go on with that. And he had no value to us. He's valuable in the scheme of things of the NHL to a team that doesn't have, you know, Luke Hughes and Simone Nemitz waiting in the wings. Exactly. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So we're waiting for these two guys, and if Muka Madulin worked out, great, but he didn't have to. You know, like back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, when the Devils draft, I always bring up these names because they're funny. Matt Carrenti, Tyler Eckford. And we're like, oh, my God, I hope these guys are good because we got nothing in the system. Foster. Foster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Foster. Um, you know, I, I remember the day where poor Ilya Kovalchuk had to pass to Nick Palmieri. Um, <laughs> you know, we sure had no. Did. Oh, my God. And I remember being excited about Nick Palmieri for about a week. Yeah, because we didn't know any better because Lou right. did not leave us anything in the system. He's um, doing the same thing in, in, on the island. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, yeah, and, and speaking of like Lou, uh, just going way around the the the, the tree here because he, he worked in Toronto. Um, Kyle Dubas has has got a very interesting task ahead of him because for some reason it seems to be a foregone conclusion that Austin Matthews is going to split like the second he gets the chance. Um, I I don't believe that. Because what I don't know if he's going to go home to Arizona to to do what? Right to play in a high school arena. <laughs> yeah. So, but Dubas has been uh, taken to the cleaners on every negotiation, and uh, what's to stop Austin Matthews from saying, "I thirteen five, fourteen million, let's go." <laughs> um. So that, that's going to be interesting. The Leafs have to win sooner than later, um, because once all these contracts come up, they're they're going to have a problem. Um. I just want to see them lose in the first round again, just because it's funny. I like watching them. Uh, I don't, you know what? It'd be funny. Yes, it would. Uh, I, I don't mind if they have success because I actually very much like a lot of guys on that team. You know, they're none of them are scumbags. Um, even a guy like Michael Bunting, who's the, apparently the biggest pain in the ass in the NHL. Like I would kill for him to be on this team. Um, I love players like that. And we desperately need one. Um, Matthews is probably my favorite non-devil. Um, poor Marner, they run him out of town every year. He's got 90 points every year. So, um, so that'll bring me into then the, the people I wanted to poo-poo on today. And, and that's the Rangers. Hold um, on, before we poo-poo on the Rangers. Yeah. Let me get this off my chest. Do it. I hope, I hope Casey's listening. I don't know, Finally. maybe he blocked you in real life like you blocked yeah. him on Twitter. Finally, Eric Halla is showing up and playing hockey. Let it's me tell you something, buddy. Time. Let it's me tell you something, fucking buddy. time. I was in a suite with Casey last night, and I've never seen someone react to a goal like our <laughs> good friend Casey did to two Eric Halla goals. The screaming and yelling and jumping up and down and an entire suite full of people running up the stairs to high-five him because they knew how much it meant to him. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's about time. And honestly, the other guy, you know, since I've shit on Hall so much, I'll give him the praise. He's he's playing well. He's where he should have been. You know, like I've said a thousand times, wasn't really his fault. He was playing on a line with Jack Hughes. Now he's playing a third line center where he belongs. The other guy, Jesper Bogost. 
Yeah, I, I owe him. We an saw as well. flashes. We saw flashes of it last year at the end of the year, but you never know if it's just you're playing with no pressure. The team sucks. He's got more ice time. But every single time he's on the ice, he 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 can skate and he uses his skating ability. Now he's finally starting to get the scoring touch that I'm. I'm. You, you've seen flashes of it that he has. Uh. But that third line with him, Palat, and, and Halla just looks unstoppable. And that's the kind of stuff you need to win a Stanley Cup. You need three lines rolling, and you need a fourth line that's not going to hurt you, that can play physical. You know, I think Wood's probably going to, if I had to guess, would be out a game or two. It looks like he probably got a concussion last night, which I don't know how it's possible. He doesn't have a brain, so I don't know how he can get a brain injury. But um, that's the kind of stuff you need, and that line is the minute they were put together, they click. They got to stay together. I don't give a shit what happens. That line stays together until they're not working out like they should have, like they've been. But I just don't see any holes in that line right now. They're doing exactly what you need them to do. Exactly. I agree. And and we're getting goals from our second power play unit, which I didn't think was a was a thing that happened in the NHL because I haven't seen it for so long with the, with the, with the Devils. Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny enough. Um, you're you're completely right about the third line, and I think if Woods got to miss a couple of games, is a perfect opportunity for for Lazar to show up and um, play a couple games. And I'll call, um, it the, I'll call it the MLB line to be politically correct. How's that? Major League Baseball line. Well, Bastion. Yeah, you were trying to call it something else, but that's okay. <laughs> I wasn't um, trying to call it something else. Yes, you I were. don't want to get in trouble, so I'll <laughs> call it the MLB line. How's that? Okay, that's fine. Anybody else can do their own detective work, figure that out. Um, no, you're right. And Jesper Boquist, I owe an apology to because I've always said, like, I just don't get it with him or I don't see it with him. He felt like another Jacob Josephson to me, but he has another gear that he's been showing. And great. I mean, that, you know what? That goal last night where he just chased the puck down, I mean, that was crazy. Like, that's that's the stuff that I want to see from Jack and Jesper you know, that kind of effort it's from Brett. Uh, I want to see that sort of effort. And I'm not seeing it right now, but it's good to see it from a guy like that who's hungry. Yeah, Brett's not playing defense at all. Jack is very good at takeaways, you know, as the opposing team is leaving their own zone or in the neutral zone. But when it's in the devil's own zone, Jack is disinterested in playing defense. He's already looking for it's, how, it's how can crazy. I get up the ice. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Like, it's, it's the perfect word, though. He literally looks disinterested in playing defense. I mean... To be honest, that's fine if the rest of the team's playing defense. But right. the Devils are having a tough time defensively as a unit. So you've got to come back and help. Um, Brad looks disinterested also, and Myers two games into learning a new system. So yeah. it's not exactly a recipe for success. Yeah, I mean, Meyer had a rough game last night. But uh, to be fair, I mean, he looked great in the first period until he got thrown on another line. And... Whatever. Like I said, he's playing with guys. He's had one full practice and a couple of morning skates. He's going to be fine. Um, so And the last guy I want to I keep some praise on is Dawson Mercer. Oh, I mean, how could you not? It's not even so much the goals. I mean, the 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 goal last night, the, the power play goal that... Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Palat. Oh, Palat. The one that Palat scored. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he wins the puck on on the boards. He skates to the middle between two guys. Instead of just flinging a shot at the net, he calmly looked and found Pilat right in front of the net, just slid it to him for a goal. 
that's the kind of play that that you need to make to take the next the next step. He's it's not just a confidence thing, it's you can see he's he's becoming a, a real NHL player if that makes sense. Like he look he feels like he belongs and he's making that extra play that we haven't seen. Like I said it the other night, that goal he scored the other night when he stole the puck and and shot it far side. It reminded me so much of Braden Point. It was it was a Braden Point goal. And if he can turn into Braden Point, holy shit, we're cooking. Well, I've seen a lot of comparisons to uh, peak Zach Parise as well, which I, I kind of like. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's not like, you know, talent wise, not the smoothest, you know, like a Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt, but like he, he's a hard worker, and and that's his talent. And that was Zach Parise. And yep. I mean, shit, it, whether he ends up like Parise or like Point, either way, Devil struck gold there. Um, so. All right, I'm, yeah. done, I'm done praising everybody because nobody else deserves it. All right, so let's talk about the Rangers. Okay, um, cool, let's do it. It's something that's been bothering me for a couple of weeks, and I, I couldn't rant about it last week. I just had too much going on. You and Vito did a very nice job. Um, I'm so fucking tired of hearing about them, dude. And, and it was... Mm-hmm. You know, and it is so obvious that the Rangers fan base does not watch any hockey. They don't watch no. anything that, that doesn't involve the Rangers. And and a great example of that is Spit and Chicklet six hours ago tweeted uh, a quote from Ryan Whitney from the last podcast that he thinks the best two defenders in the NHL are, are Kale McCarr and Charlie McAvoy. Now, keep in mind, this isn't a top 10. This isn't a top five even, Ryan Whitney uh, says two defenders that he wants. The Rangers fan base goes fucking nuts about them not saying Adam Fox to the point where Biz had to tweet, Adam Fox is great too, Rangers fans. Christ almighty, you guys are sensitive. <laughs> um, like, I-, I would understand if they put like League's top ten defenders and, and Fox was like nine or not on the list, but like, right. you know, and I, I say it all... Uh, uh, Leafs fans are, are so far ahead of Ranger fans in every aspect, despite them being annoying. And look, I, I and I have to preface it by saying when I talk about other fan bases, Devils fans are a fucking nightmare. We are <laughs> yeah. a pain in the ass, uh, absolutely horrible on Twitter on every every aspect, drunk and obnoxious in person. Like there, are, there's no fan base that's a perfect, you know, a group of perfect angels. And I'll tell pretty- you, but before you move on from the Devils fan base, I'll tell you the one thing that makes me. La- like belly laugh every yeah. time when the Devils yeah. win and the opposing team posts the score, the fucking memes and tweets that Devils go into that thread with and Devils fans tweet, they make me laugh every time. It reminds me of when the Red Bulls win and Red Bull fans go on the opposing team's Twitter and like 50 different people post just that picture of the Red Bull. <laughs> it's not even, it's, it's, it's like 10 different people posting different memes. <laughs> Just volume cranked to a thousand. Just it's hilarious. I laugh every time. I make a point to go and look every time and just scroll through, cracking up laughing. Yeah, and it's not even like some of it's not even like funny. It's just like, dude, why do you have all this on your? (laughs) Yeah, well, imagine that from the perspective of like you know St. Louis Blues fans having to see this shit randomly on Twitter. It's probably extremely obnoxious. But like, I I always like to picture the the. A uh, quintessential Ranger fan is some asshole that lives in Staten Island in their parents' house. Just, just like, picture the walls covered with paneling 
you know, and, and this dude's wearing grace uh, oversized sweatpants with untied Timberland boots and like a Chinese knockoff jersey that's got like Marion Gabrick or Rick Nash on the back and like have not watched one NHL game that's not involved the Rangers and <clears throat> the amount the circle jerk that happened around the NHL when they acquired Tarasenko who is okay and who who's on the wrong side of 30 and is not the player he used to be and then the impending circle jerk of when they were getting Patrick Kane, a guy who was not having a good season until a couple weeks ago, who might need hip surgery, who has looked god-awful in the first two games as a Ranger. Just those two acquisitions alone had that fan base talking about how they're going to beat anybody. They're the best team in the league. This is the best lineup put together, um, you know, put together in the NHL and like God knows how long. And I'm like... I don't want to be that guy that's like, my team's better, please talk about my team. But for fuck's sake, the Devils have been about 10 points better than the Rangers for most of the season. Um, yeah, like, like I sent you the um, the article, was it the, um, oh, what was it now, And New York Post? Like, the, oh, here it is. The real Rangers will be upon us soon to finally give their new lineup a true test with a short break. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. The real Shut the fuck up. Yeah, they're being the talked Rangers about as, a, as a super team. You know, up until last week, dude, Shesterkin and Vanacek had identical stats. And every Ranger fan is like, Rangers win that goaltending matchup hands down. Shesterkin's the best goalie in the league. Sure, he had a great year last year. But you can't ignore the fact that he and Vanacek are identical this year. And the Rangers, and he has given up three or four goals, I think somebody said in like 15 of his last 20 games, Shesterkin. So... Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I, I don't... mean, you know, Patrick Kane has a whole, you know, sixteen goals and is a minus twenty three this season. So anytime you can add that to your roster, you obviously deserve super team status. Yeah, and then and then again, I'll keep using the word circle jerk over the fucking kid line. Like you got two busts and a guy that is finally developing a little bit in Heedle. Like yeah, Pilot, I, I think he's a good player, but like you know what? It's too. just the name, the name that fucking drives me crazy. What, Filipedal? Not all. The the kid line. It's so oh, the, stupid. Yeah. It's look, just so dumb. I actually don't have anything against any Ranger player. I like all of them. I, you know, it's not like, oh. well, oh. it's not like the old days where, you know, there were some pests and, and like yeah. Sean Avery Ulf, and guys Ulf like that. Samuelson that can eat yeah. my ass. <laughs> yeah, and, and Messier he just had such a right. punchable face. Cries Still anytime does. he's on fucking TV. Yo, PK Subban is our is our hero, by the way. Oh, he's the best. Uh, <laughs> love PK. Um, so I mean, I hated Kreider for a while, but I mean, he had that reputation for running goalies and and whatever. But he hasn't really done it recently. I got no reason to actually hate the guy. Um, no, and and the other thing, the Andre Miller stuff the other day. The, 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 that was funny. The, that was so back breaking, like going out, like dude, just just admit the guy made a mistake. Like okay, he didn't mean to do it. How do you how do you literally hock a loogie right in somebody's face on accident from a foot away from that? them? How the fuck away. do you do that? How do you even pretend that you made a mistake? Like I don't understand. He spit. <laughs> dire- I, you know when I first read it, I'm like, ah, it probably was a mistake. And then I watched the video. I'm like, no, he straight up spit directly into his face. He was There's looking no at him in the eye. Was- <laughs> There's no way you can construe that as oops. Raise your fence. Oh, like 
I, I just, honest to God, if a devil player did that to another player, I'd be like, that's fucked up. You can't do that. No, uh, there's no course. way in my mind that I would be like, no, nah, it was an accident. No. The other, like, a couple games ago, who the hell was it that, um, was it Tatar that made, like, a, or somebody on the Devils made, like, a super dirty play? Smith. Like, straight up. Oh, that's right, it was Smith. Yeah. And, and Devil fans were like, no, nah, that wasn't dirty. He hit him first. I'm like, guys, he fucking, that was a dirty play. I don't care how you slice it. It was a dirty play. I said, if somebody did that to a Devils player, you're telling me that would you wouldn't think that was a dirty play? Like, well, come on. That's all the stupid backflips you got to go to defend your team. I mean, I, I was talking about that leading up to the deadline about how cool it would be if the Devils acquired Tom Wilson and we would, you know, we would all of a sudden have to develop the skill of defending indefensible hits. Um, right. You know, like, oh, no, he didn't mean to, he didn't leave his feet. Uh, the guy ducked, you know, like. That's just and and that leads me back into the Rangers of, of like Jacob Truba. So I, I posted something on on Twitter like a week or two ago about how I don't understand this tire pumping of the Rangers when the Devils have been legitimately better than the entire year. Somebody responded with like a still photo of Truba headhunting Andreas Janssen. Yeah. And and I'm like, okay, first of all, thanks for taking out our worst player. Um, (laughs) second, like, I'm glad your entire playoff hopes, uh, rest on your big oaf of a captain, like headhunting people. Yeah, but he threw his gloves that time. So, you know, I mean, you remember what he, you remember what he tried to do to, to Heischer back in December, you know? And then that's the only thing I worry about with the Rangers is, you know, the devils could be controlling a game or a series. What happens if that big piece of shit like happens to catch Jack or, or Nico with their head down, it's all over. And you know that he's a terrible captain. He makes way too much money. He doesn't do shit. Dude, even, even Ranger fans don't like him. Yeah. They, well, I see. I only follow like one or two Ranger fans, but I constantly see like Truba. What are you doing? Oh, this guy sucks. Oh, he makes too much money. This is ridiculous. This guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> like they don't even like his own fucking team. Don't even like him. Nope. But if they're stuck with him, there's no one's taking that contract. No, 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 nobody's taking that. They're stuck with him for a long time. But and back to Miller. I like Miller. I think he's a great player. He's an awesome agreed. player. Agreed. I hated his statement, and I, I thought it was stupid. Just say I made a mistake. Like, I fucked up. There was heat of the battle. You know, we're on the ice. Things got heated. I did something out of character. I, I apologize. I called him. I apologized to him. We're all good. No problem. Everyone moves on with their life. Don't say it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. Yeah, and then I, I the Ranger fans don't back it up and say, "Oh no, it was an how." I I, I was listening to one of the many sports that podcasts, and, and somebody said a good point. Like ninety nine point nine percent of the hearings involved with the player department, uh, department of player safety, starts with "I didn't mean to do it," and right. <clears throat> that's just the thing. Like I, I doubt you're ever going to see a guy like that be like, "Yeah, you know what? I fucked up. I spit in his face. It was stupid of me." Um, the only right. person who couldn't get away with that is probably Brad Marchand after he licked a guy. But um, right. Ranger fans were all up in arms about that. But your guy yeah. spits in somebody's like, I, I, like if Marchand spit in one of the Rangers players' face, you would be like, they'd be like, "Oh, it was an accident. It's no big deal." He apologized. I, no, I think they won his head on a spike outside MSG. I think most fan bases tend to overreach to protect their own players, but I just find Ranger fans to be a level or two above. In. I agree. I agree. But honestly, I, I, Devil fans, for all their faults, are more level-headed about that stuff. 
I've seen it's, plenty of plenty of devil fan. Yeah, sure, there's some that will defend the dumbest shit that you can imagine, but there's quite a few that will call out shit that needs to be called out too. When was the last player that we had that we had to actually defend though? Like, oh, yeah, it's uh, our team is soft as a baby's ass, and that's part of the problem. Um, I, I mean, plus to... like any player that might potentially goon it up. We're like, good, fucking <laughs> suspend them, please. Yeah, because we never have those guys that can actually play hockey, and they also are edgy. <laughs> oh, Miles um, Wood, that was such a dirty hit. I think you guys should totally suspend him for at least 10 games. Yeah, right? Um, So, actually, I wanted to ask you about that, because <clears throat> the way Miles went down, it was kind of funny, because he almost killed himself in the first period, and I said to Jamie, I'm like... This dude's gonna kill himself because he's not escape. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then, and then he got hurt. So I heard a lot of shit about it, it, that him getting elbowed in the face, and the rest completely missed it. He did. He got elbowed in the face, but it wasn't it, it wasn't an elbow to his face, if that makes sense. The guy okay. turned, and he literally went straight into his elbow. It, it's a if you could actually say he hit him, he headbutted the guy's elbow. That's probably more of an accurate statement than he got elbowed in the face. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, that makes sense because I haven't seen a lot of people talking about it today, so I kind of felt like if it was really that and, dirty, but he then... played after that, and then he, I'm like, so why is he playing? And clearly, he's in, he missed the rest of the game because they probably put him in concussion protocol, or whatever. So, why did he get back on the ice? I don't yeah, know. he probably came back out, and then the league was probably like, no, 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 yeah. you gotta take him off. He, he probably <laughs> fell down once or twice, like, no, he's got a concussion. I'm like, no, that's actually how he plays hockey. Yeah, was, yeah they're probably <laughs> like, no, 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 he's that stupid, just, just let him, let him cook. Um, <laughs> but, oh my God. Um, hats off to, to Palat, by the way, his face is fucking mangled and that shit is going to hurt as that heals. But I mean, that's why you want guys like that. Um, yeah, Bill Spalding said it best from off the Met and scores a goal. Yeah. Came right back in the game and scored a goal. Hockey players, man. And in the yeah. NBA, they're talking awesome. about load management. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Don't get me started. Um, yeah, so anyway, Ranger fans, shut the fuck up. Um, Please. At least wait till Kane starts to produce until you get all excited. Um, yeah, and, or... then, and then that's their go-to. Like, oh, we live rent free in your head. No, I just think you're a bunch of fucking assholes. Am you I are. not allowed to say that? Like, you're a bunch of assholes. They're assholes. You've won they're... nothing. You've they're... won one cup since 1940, and you fucking parade around the entire NHL like you're the model franchise. They fucking suck. They're a shit organization. Their arena sucks dick. And half of their players suck dick. I'm tired of hearing about it. I, I got into it with a dude on HF boards who, because there's a, there's a thread of like the Devils and Rangers first round series is going to be epic. And like all the Ranger fans, are like Rangers win hands down because of goal, all this other bullshit. And that's where I'm like, we've been ahead of you for the entire season. You signed two old players and, and you're all jerking off over there. Like the Devils signed a guy who's 26. In, in his prime who they're going to have for many more years and all of a sudden you're just better and the guy was like oh well the, the little brother across the river is going to have to win a playoff round before they get any respect I'm like you mean like how we've had three cups since your last one or won the last time the two teams played each other in the playoffs or like what the fuck is it going to take for nothing that's that's yeah. their go-to because they're fucking losers 
Yeah, they're losers. And and the people who are even more losers are the ones who show up at Prudential Center when the Devils <laughs> are playing the goddamn Los Angeles Kings in a Ranger jersey. A Jeff Bookaboom jersey. That So I, ha- I had a tough time being mad at that one. Because number one, I'm like, you must be real dumb looking for attention if you're going to show up to a Devils Flyers game wearing a Rangers jersey. But again, it's not one of those standard sweatpants Nikolai Zherdev jerseys. At least it was like an old school Jeff Bukaboom jersey. I'm like, all right, you're probably a real hockey fan and you've been a Ranger fan for 30, 20, 30 years. A little respect. I'd kind of look the other way if you got punched in the face and say I didn't see anything. Um, but, and, and this is going to eventually happen the better, you know, the better the devils are. These piece of shit teenagers and 20 year olds need to stop coming to Prudential Center in Ranger jerseys. And and I don't want to say I want something bad to happen to them, but I've always said, like, if one of them gets punched in the face and the New York Post the next day is like, oh, my God, Ranger fan gets assaulted at a Devils game, that might be what needs to happen for these assholes to think twice. Like, I know you can't afford the garden on your Chipotle salary. I understand that the garden's expensive. Prudential Center's getting a lot more expensive. And you just want to come see some hockey games. But, like... Just it it screams like look at me, look at me, and then the first thing you say to them, they're gonna freak out and wondering what wonder why you're yelling at them. Well, they deserve it. Yeah, it's it's it, they just have this complex that they're better than everybody, but in the actual real world, they're not. No, and and like I said, they like, haven't been. They won one one Stanley Cup since World War Two. Like, I mean, what are we talking about? And, and Toronto Maple Leaf fans have that similar quality where they're better than everyone else. And, and like the whole trope is like, well, how does this affect the Leafs? But, and maybe it's because I'm not an Ottawa Senators fan and I have to deal, deal with it from that regard. But I just have a whole lot more respect for that fan base than I do the Rangers. Because um, I feel like Toronto Maple Leafs fans are educated in hockey and Ranger fans are educated in the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Um, yep, I agree. Yeah. So, speaking of fan bases, I'm excited to be in Montreal this weekend, going to see the Devils. And uh, even when the Habs are not having a good season, that place is still packed, and it's a great place to see hockey. So I'm very excited, and hopefully the Devils beat the crap out of them because they need to exact some revenge for the last time the two teams played. And the Devils are going to start needing to win these games against worse opponents when we've got three games with Tampa, another game with Carolina, and even the Ottawa game I'm not looking forward to because they're the Sens are like unstoppable lately. Well, I just lost 5 nothing to Chicago. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and funny enough, last night I saw uh, M tweet, let's go Habs, and I was like, I wonder what that's about. And I looked, and they were up 3-2 on Carolina with like eight minutes left, and we were winning our game. I'm like, oh, sweet. And like the fucking drop of a hat, we blew the lead. We lost the game. I look, Carolina won. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, And Boston's won 10 games in a row. And that's another thing, another heads up to Ranger fans. Like, uh, Rangers have fallen to 10th in the league, by the way. They've won four of their last 10. They've lost two in a row. So... You know, since they have a juggernaut and they're the best team in NHL history, even if you manage to match up with the Devils in the first round and win, the Rangers are not nearly as good as 
the Boston Bruins, the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I, they're not. Listen, I, I want the Devils to win, and I could see, I could see them getting hot and, and making a deep run. But realist, being realistic, the only team on paper that can really give Boston a hard time is Carolina. Yep, and I said I don't think that. Toronto, I don't think Toronto has, has it in them. I don't. Um, I can see the Devils. I can see a scenario, and I don't know how playoffs are even going to shake out, but Devils play Rangers, Devils win. They end up playing, Let's who, who would they even play, Carolina? Probably be Carolina, yeah. Right. I can see them beating Carolina. Because I just don't think Carolina plays like a physical, like a big physical, like grinded out series. I could see a run and gun series where somehow the Devils pull it out and win. The only way the Devils are getting to the finals is whoever the hell plays Boston in that round somehow beats Boston. I just don't, I don't think anybody's beating Boston. And that's not because they have 100 points. Just look at the roster. Oh, and they're, they're an unbelievable team. They're, they're one of the best teams in NHL history. And it's going to be interesting to see because it looks like Toronto and Tampa is going to have a first round matchup. And that's going to be a dynamite matchup. And Boston's either of going to play whoever, what the others or whoever is the yeah. last wild card. So, I mean, Boston's going to end up probably playing Tampa or Toronto in the second round. And I could see either of those teams taking them out. You yeah, know? I could. It could happen for sure. And that's that's the route the Devils are going to have to take if they want to win a cup. Yeah, I mean, I don't Boston... I don't think anybody's going through Boston except for like a Tampa that like a veteran team like Tampa that like you talked about two weeks ago, I think it was you, or maybe it was Vita last week with Tampa's fourth line of just three huge fucking bruising guys that can play that kind of style against Boston. Yeah. I, I can think see that, was, that happening. I think that was Vito, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Tampa, I'm not, I'm not worried about them in, in the aspect of like, they're not playing well right now. They have three wins in their last 10. They're going to be fine. You know, right. that, that team, the way they're constructed, they know when they have to turn it on. Um, so they're going to do some damage. And the whole thing about the West being garbage, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything because only one team is going to make it out of the West. Um, and it's going to be, it could be Vegas. It could be Dallas. Um, so it's not like whatever team from the East is going to get to the finals and have a gimme. You know, you're still going to be facing a very no. good team from the West. So um, as a matter of fact, last week, me and Vito said, like, if I were a betting man, I'd put money on the West to win the cup. Just because the East are just going to absolutely beat the shit out of each other the entire playoffs. Yeah, and as much as you want to say Boston's a juggernaut, I mean, they're trying to beat Tampa's record of best regular season, and look what happened to Tampa when they set that record. Yeah. The fucking Blue Jackets came to town. Yeah. Um, so yeah, It's going to be a war. <clears throat> it's going to be a war in the East, and I, I honestly think the West has an advantage just because they're going to probably be healthier. These teams are going to kill each other in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, as much as I, I thought the Devils had a shot at the division, um, I'm starting to get resigned to the fact that it's going to be Devils-Rangers first round, and I hate it's it. sad. Like, I've said it before. Like, it's been this since February, like early February. When you have almost all your playoff matchups set in February, something's wrong with your playoff format. It sucks. Well, yeah, all the players want to go back to one to eight. Yeah. Just go to one to eight. It was so much better. You had eights upsetting ones. I, it was just so much better. You don't have divisional opponents in the first round of the playoffs as often. Like you're not gonna have Devils Rangers round one. You're not gonna have Bruins Leafs round one. Like 
it's such a better format. I just don't understand what we're doing. Yeah, and that's the problem between Devils, Rangers, Toronto, Tampa. Two of those teams are going to be gone after the first round. Um, And then Boston or Carolina, one of those teams is going to be gone after the second round, probably. Um, I don't like it. No, it's stupid. Uh, one one v eight's the way to go, and I think the NHL might have a shot at getting back to that because I think there's enough noise. Um, I hope so. That. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you've known we we've known we're going to play the Rangers basically since February. Yep. And I it hate sucks. it. Sucks. Sucks. Like you know, I'm not scared of the Rangers. I just it sucks that like you know. There's no, like, nothing to play for. Like, sure, we could technically pass Carolina, sure. But are we going to... What if the Penguins catch fire? They're six points behind the Rangers. I was just going to say, not for nothing. If the Rangers miss the playoffs, I will literally die of laughter. Oh, they're not going to miss. But I'm saying, what if, if the Penguins did, jump over them in the standings? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if the Pens are starting to get hot, which they're not... Um, <laughs> If they jump over the Rangers, uh, I'd much rather that first round matchup because the Devils seem to handle the Penguins pretty well. But with the Rangers, regardless of whichever team is better, there's just such that added component of the rivalry and how much, how amped up those games are going to be where really anything goes. And then having to deal with, honestly, I'll put it this way. Even if the Devils play the Rangers and go down one nothing after game one, and then win in five games. Just having to deal with Ranger fans for 48 hours after that game one, not worth it. Yeah. Not worth I it mean, to holy me. Sh- I was going to say, you know what? They really could miss the playoffs because they're only five points ahead of the Islanders and six points ahead of Pittsburgh for the wild card. But just and to complete realized, that thought. And then I realized that the Islanders have played 66 games. Yeah, so uh, that's why I didn't say that. But yeah. just to finish that thought, that's exactly actually what happened in 2012. You remember the Rangers won game one, and the New York Post had a headline that said, it's over. Yep. That's how insufferable these fucks are. They're the worst. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, it, They're the worst. Their fans are the worst. The media is the fuck. Is Larry Brooks can fucking lick my taint. Like, I hate all of them. Old, they're insufferable good old taint lick they're just insufferable um, yeah now one are. thing i wanted to talk about was Saravali, and you know it's been talked about a little bit of the last week or two about expansion oh that's and kind of gotten I shot just, down though it, yeah they said it's not going to happen right now but i just don't understand putting it another team in texas the houston whatever the fuck's and a team back in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's... I mean, that's what their AHL team is, isn't it? I don't know. We're used to be. I don't know. Um, I don't understand it. Like, how does Quebec just not get a team? Uh, that I don't get. So I remember back... Uh, it's now six or seven years ago, Quebec was close to getting a team. And Gary Bettman said, well, you need an NHL-ready facility. So they're like, all right, let's build one. And they did, and they didn't get a team. And um, so the Atlanta thing... Uh, it was explained on 32 Thoughts that they lost their team because they didn't have anybody willing to own them. And that it wasn't the market, it was just the ownership group completely screwed things up. And it was like a consortium of people and they couldn't figure it out and no one wanted to take control of the team. And Winnipeg swooped in. Um, So the NHL apparently believes that if a solid owner comes through um, 
Atlanta could work. Houston, they're banking on Houston being, I think, the fourth largest media market in the U.S. Um, I think they're banking on that. So I don't know, but I agree with you. Quebec City deserves a team more than anyone else. But, um, and that's through expansion. And, and it's going to be expansion. The, the Arizona Coyotes are not going anywhere. And I'm going to ask you a one-question quiz. Do you know why it's going to be expansion and not relocation? No. Because of the $600 million that the uh, new owner is going to pay for an expansion fee that you don't get with relocation. That's how much, I think that's how much Seattle paid. It was 500 or 600 million. Um, the, the league doesn't get that money by just moving a team. So it's, it's going to be expansion to 34 teams eventually. Um, I just, yeah. I, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't no. make sense to me. Like you have a team that like, how about we worry about like, you don't even have 32 teams playing in NHL arenas right now. Like, why don't we worry about getting 32 teams functional and operational and not, I was, I was half joking when I, on the trade deadline, when Arizona was just taking everybody's contracts, like I'm going to file a fucking class action lawsuit against the Coyotes for just facilitating everyone else around the league to make trades. It's crazy. Apparently, apparently other owners are pissed. and It's fucking crazy. Even teams that are bad that can't fill their seats, like Columbus has a good fan base when that team is good, so they're not a problem. Nashville has an amazing fan base when that team is good. So, like, the only team that's a problem is, is Arizona because the league runs efficiently when you have teams hitting the cap floor with legitimate contracts of guys who are actually playing but the way that arizona is conducting things is a problem it's an embarrassment that they're in this little stadium that the the away team has to leave the building to go to the locker room that lindy ruff's doing interviews outside with like loud noises in the background um and then you have the team operating like this like it's an embarrassment and I don't know how long the NHL, I think it was a three-year period that they have to get Tempe constructed, but they don't even have a deal yet, and they don't have a shovel in the ground. So, I don't know how long they're going to let this shit go on. Um, they keep saying they're not moving, they're not relocating, they're not relocating. Yeah, because I think, I think the NHL had some kind of agreement that they're going to keep the team in, in Phoenix for a certain, or Arizona for a certain amount of time until they figure this shit out. Um, but I mean, you want to expand, you want to add teams, you should move Arizona to Quebec city and then add mm -hmm. a team and yep. then add a team in the West to replace them. That's fine. You want to add two teams? Fine. But fix Arizona first. Yeah. Yeah. You can't leave Arizona sitting there and be like, all right, let's try South Texas. <laughs> yeah. South Texas and, 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 and Atlanta where it didn't work last time. I just don't think Atlanta is a good sports town. Like it's it a commuter. I'm a yeah. Falcons fan. They suck ass. Falcons fans don't even fucking show up to their games. Because everyone even when in they're Atlanta, good, they don't fucking fill the they don't fill. The that's stadium. what I mean. Because everyone in Atlanta is not from Atlanta, and that's why New York is kind of a shitty sports town too. Yeah, like fans only show up when when teams are winning in New York. Los Angeles is a shit town, but everyone yes. thinks that it's like this big market. Sure, but nobody gives a shit about sports unless it's to be seen at a Laker game. They don't actually give a shit about the Lakers or the Dodgers. It's like, oh look, I was at a Dodger game. I was at a Laker game. Let me take a selfie. That's all they give a shit about. It's not because they give a shit about sports. Yep. So, yeah, Arizona's a joke. And just, we weren't even talking about them, but just because I have the opportunity, I'm going to just say Winnipeg sucks. I'm just going to say, I knew this was coming. 
Worst worst place in North America. Dustiest place in North America. And that dude is a real thing. It's not something I made up. Like we were walking around that city. We were there for a friend's wedding, Couple and I'm just <laughs> I'm just like, why is it so dirty? And it's not garbage. It's not like you know, graffiti and, and like, you know, what what you would call it, just like boarded up building. It's not that dirty. It's like dirt dirty. And like tumbleweeds and shit going down the middle of the highway. Yeah, just like the wind picking up like hor you know, throngs of dust in the middle of a fucking downtown metro area city. I couldn't understand it. And then like right after, I think a couple months after we were there, the ESPN Anonymous player poll was released and a player said exactly that. That Winnipeg is dirty and dusty, and when you go outside, you feel like you have to wash your face. <laughs> it's so it's so weird. But it's in the middle of nowhere. It's either flooding, it's either minus 40 degrees, or it's it's the great mosquito migration. Uh outside the city is the flattest place on earth. Um I I just no one wants to play there. So the NHL's got that problem. Nashville's got a lot of problems. As much as we like to say that, though, I do think that the NHL runs better than most other sports leagues. Well, because it's it's on a smaller scale. You know, these guys aren't getting a hundred and you know two hundred million dollar guaranteed contracts. They're getting twelve million dollar contracts. Yeah. So the NHL makes the fourth most revenue out of the top four sports, but basketball's got a super team problem. Um. Baseball, baseball games take too fucking long. Yep, has an entertainment and attendance problem. Boring. Well, there's a shot. There's a pitch clock now, so that should fix everything. I think delegate or, or like enforcing the pitch clock is going to take more more time. Like what they've happens using if... it? They they what they usually do is they did is they use it in the minors. Yeah. For a year or two, and then they kind of work out the kinks, and then they bring it to to Major League Baseball. I don't know. I mean, the things they've tried to implement, like putting a runner on second and extra innings, I'm like, you're trying to make the game faster by actually taking away one thing that fans enjoy is extra inning baseball. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, like when games when games go like 15, 16 innings, like that makes news. People talk about it. Like, um, yeah, you're right. At least they don't do it in the playoffs. But they're, like they're needs... shoot out in the shoot out in the playoffs in the NHL. I, that's something I'm also fucking hate the shootout. Well, no, that's something I'm also thinking might um might change soon. I think there's enough people talking about um expanding three on three, not not getting rid of the shootout, but expanding oh, three, three on minutes, three. Minutes, yeah, so. I don't think you'll go to a shootout if if uh, if three on three is ten minutes. I would say the chances would go down tremendously. Yeah, I would say one of every twenty games might go to a shootout. Where right it's now, like they maybe act it's... like they act like you're extending the game so long. There's no commercial breaks. Five minutes is literally five minutes. Yeah, there's no commercial breaks. It's five minutes. You figure a puck a whistle here, there, what, eight minutes. You're adding eight minutes onto a game that's starting at seven seven p.m. I, I think mean, even, let's not get crazy. I think even two minutes added onto overtime will get rid of the shootout. Just do 10 minutes. Who cares? Yeah, that's, that's what you I think mean. Any fan's going to be there like, oh, fuck, I had to stay extra five minutes. No. Dude, three on three ex uh, hockey is so goddamn exciting. Yeah, um, of course it is. No one's going to complain about that. Like, no one. 
Yeah. And nobody likes, I don't know a single person that likes a shootout. And that's no. just because just the devils suck. I hate it. Even when the, they win, I hate it. The only time I ever enjoyed the shootout was 2012. <laughs> because it was Parise, Kovalchuk, Parise, Kovalchuk and Eliash. Yeah. We scored almost every fucking time, man. Yeah, that's the only time it was fun because you knew they were going to win. But like now, the devils stink in the shootout anyway. But like having to go from the most exciting part of the game, which is three on three overtime, to the least exciting part of the game, which is the shootout. Like the game against Vegas, like that's such a such like a a wet blanket. Man, like, Aiden Hill, God them. damn it! Yeah. I know they're all over them. Can't fine, piss me off. Great, but like fucking a shootout. Come on. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying anything against against Aiden Hill. I'm just like Jesus Christ, dude. The shots were eight nothing in overtime. I know. That I guy think they decided had to the entire five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that that guy just decided to be Superman. Um. But anyway, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, I think I'm good. I got nothing else. I have a free evening tonight, so I don't have to go to basketball or jujitsu. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm going to get some hibachi, and then I got a pack for for our trip, and we're leaving uh, bright and early tomorrow morning. Cool. Have a wonderful trip. I hope the Devils win for you. I hope you I... see cinnamon. You mean lavender, nutmeg? Oh, sorry, sorry, nutmeg. I apologize. No, nutmeg went back to BC. We're going to try to find lavender though, but I am going to try to find the Habs fan TV guys outside the Bell Center after the game. They're hilarious. <laughs> um. I'm just going to try to make it on their TikTok and make an ass out of myself. But <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard. No, I'm not. I'm not like a crazy. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> I'm not no, I am 100% an asshole. But I mean, for this purpose, like being a loud, obnoxious, like crazy drunk, which is the kind of shit that makes it onto the tickety talks. I'm not that guy. You know, I'm more like game's over. I want to go to bed. Um, I'm an old man. But tell me about it. I dozed yeah, off the other night. I dozed off the start of the third period last night. Really? I woke Jesus. up I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Set the and started the fucking period. I missed the first five minutes of the period. Shit. Yeah, I will say one. All. Speaking of last night, I will say one more thing. Uh, our suite was next to a suite that had uh, some like NHL network people or whatever, but EJ Raddick was there, but uh, Jackie Redmond was there. And. Um, yeah, so let's wrap it up this week, and uh, it's good to talk to you again, sir. It was great talking to you, my friend, and hopefully we can do it again next week, and we will have forgotten all about this week, where the Devils pissed us off against Toronto. Holy shit, can you believe we won three times in eight games against uh, Tampa? Oh my god, we're going to be right in the middle of that bullshit, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Well, we'll be back for that. We'll probably have some other asshole join us and talk about stuff. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Have a lovely uh, weekend.